Hey, what's going on? This is uh, Q. We got Macrosum here. This will be the inaugural College Baseball Insiders podcast. This kind of thing was like a spur of the moment. It was pretty cool. We we talked last week, and we're already doing the first show within a couple of days. So uh, bear with us while we work out some technical stuff. Uh, but, you know, we're excited to be here. We're excited to do the first show. And uh, let's kind of just get right into it. So long story short, uh, met Matt through Twitter a couple months ago. This is kind of why we did it. Uh, I, I saw his stuff last year on Twitter, followed his accounts uh, when I was out in Omaha. I think he did like 33 or 34 units uh, in, in about an 18-day span, 18 to 21-day span, which is incredible. Uh, guy was on fire, so followed him uh, through my other podcast that I have, Notebook Wagering. And then uh, started really getting – I've loved college baseball. I've played baseball my whole life. Started really kind of getting into passion after I realized, like, hey, there's really nothing out here except for D1 baseball last year. And then it kind of exploded. Then you got, like, Stephen Shock coming in and kind of bringing some fandom after his UVA experience. Um, and then they they hired him. And then, you know, Ben Upton uh, and Dimitri do a great job at 11.7. But outside of that, there's really no other coverage. Um, the Cespedes Barbecue Boys now are with Stephen Scoach. So congrats to them uh, for that move. But, again – we felt like this was a lacking area and we would kind of DM through some games, uh, some, some Twitter mentions and things like that. And um, just kind of reached out to each other and said, Hey, we have some interest in doing a show and expanding this college baseball, not only information, but just the game in itself uh, outside of Omaha um, where you're from, Matt. I mean, there's a huge following where I'm from. There's not so much of a huge following. So if we can kind of expand on that, I think that'd be awesome. Not only from a viewership, but a betting standpoint, that's kind of why we got into this. Um, it's something that I've always had passion for. It's something you've recently had passion for, um, as you were telling us when I brought you a notebook wagering. So why don't you just kind of give us your perspective before we get into some games and uh, and kind of get to know Matt Grissom in a sense, you know, in a two-minute sp- uh, time frame. Yeah, man, I'm excited. Uh, this has just been something that I've always wanted to do. I feel like just given the platform of being able to come on other folks' shows and – just grow my name, grow my, uh, you know, I guess, experience in this. Uh, I did do a podcast show for a couple of years, but we mostly talk college football. I uh, love college baseball. Just got into it basically because there was nothing else to bet at the time. The hogs were really good, and it was like easy money betting on them. And then once regional started, I saw more and more lines getting hung and just had – Really good success through the regionals, super regionals. I guess that was back in like 18. And then, of course, you know, COVID came and that kind of shut everything down. But I started really digging deep into it. And uh, I I started handicapping it pretty much from season beginning to season end. Uh, what would that be? 2021 season. Yep. And just, I mean, I, I really found a knack for it getting all the information I could. I felt like I was beating books to the number and that just helped me, helped me win money. And as you know, doing this on Twitter is everyone's a winner on Twitter, but if you're winning, you're going to get a following and, and oh, people absolutely. demand, demand wins. So luckily I was able to go up. Yeah. 33, 34 units last season, got quite a, a big following from that. And I'm just looking to capitalize it and and finally have the platform to do it on my own yeah I mean, it's crazy like i said we started uh 
the conversation a week ago, and here we are doing a first show. But we felt, you know, behind the scenes that we had to, right? It, it's April. We're starting to get into division baseball or conference baseball. Um, you know, it's some really good non-conference games. For instance, like Florida plays Florida State, and you'll see, like, Coastal and Lake Forest battle out. Those are good games, right? And like you said, the sport hasn't grown enough. Um, and where that's advantageous is the books haven't either, right? They haven't caught on. So you're catching, and we'll talk more each week, but you're catching Arkansas, these these blue blood baseball teams, Arkansas, Florida, LSU, Tennessee, you know, Stanford out in the Pac-12 at numbers where you put them in another sport like college football, right? They're probably minus 450 odds, but you're getting them at minus 195. And again, anything in a minus is, is juice per se outside of kind of probably 140. But I think there's acceptable juice, right? You have to, to a certain extent, lay those. Um, catching those teams at a minus 195 is a steal. And, and that's where you can take advantage of it, whether it's in a parlay, uh, laying the juice, you know, even. And then in this sport also, I was telling my other co-host, Smitty, you can win a lot of dogs in college baseball. So you can jump to where these teams, you know, they're, they're you know, maybe overvaluing those teams at some point, And then you can catch a dog um, and, and win some good money there. So. I think we're coming in at the right time. Uh, we wanted to get the show going. Hopefully, we get a good following into the College World Series. Hopefully, you have another thirty-three, you know, unit uh, success story again because that's, dude, that's an incredible feat. Uh, you definitely pat yourself on the back, especially for as hard as the sport is. Baseball's hard. It's a chess match. It's easier to cap a college football game, in my opinion. So, kudos to you. Uh, kudos to us for starting the show, and uh, let's be the number one out there. You know. Little friendly banter, Ben Upton. You guys claim you're the number one. We're coming for the title, man. We're coming for the belt. So we'll uh, let's see what we got. Um, if you don't have anything yeah. else intro wise, we'll jump right into these games. Well, I've got to brag on myself. I, I had a little midweek series or a midweek uh, sweep last night. Yep. Rather, yep. <clears throat> gave out Cal State Fullerton plus two thirty over UCLA. That was more of a fade on UCLA. I've just I'm down on the Pac-12 this year. Don't think they're very good. I I was telling some buddies of mine, if UCLA can't score five runs, they're going to lose this game. And sure enough, they just got blasted off the jump. And Cal State, I mean, hats off to them. They pulled it off. But, uh, yeah, that and Coastal Carolina upset North Carolina. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think you were on <laughs> UNC there. I was. I, I think Ben Upton was too. So, I, you know, riding the – Riding the dogs during midweek, man, I, I feel like that's the most profitable way to go. It probably yeah, let's, is. Let's dive into the Thursday games. We've got four top 25 matchups that will begin Thursday rather than your typical Friday. We're going to assume that the Friday starters, so to speak, are going to start Thursday. Yeah. Uh, do you want to take it off the top with South Carolina? Yeah, so you have South Carolina, number nine team in the country. Uh, going to Mississippi State, South Carolina's laying 175 right now as a line. Obviously, it's going to fluctuate a little bit. Um, man, this South Carolina team, I, is Ray Tanner coaching? I know he's the AD, but I think he's kind of – he might be in the tunnel uh, because they are back to Ray Tanner Gamecock baseball, uh, which is great for the sport. You know, Gamecock baseball uh, for the state of South Carolina, for the SEC, it makes them better, right? And we're starting yeah. to see that. Uh, they're the only other – I believe them and UVA are the only two teams with two losses uh, still. And they've played a little tougher uh, schedule than UVA. Obviously, SEC's really good. I mean, ACC ball is really good. Uh, both teams have played really well. You look at their pitchers, you know, 
their Thursday uh, slide, well, Thursday for this week, but their Friday starter, Will Sanders, is incredible. Um, he's having a little down year to start, but I think he'll kind of ramp that up. He's going to work through that. It's a long season. Um, he, he is a true ace. He's going to work through those problems. I'm going to take him, you know, seven in most uh, games, depending on who they're playing, but especially against Mississippi State, you know, kudos to their, their Friday slash Thursday starter. And I'm going to butcher this guy's name, so please forgive me. Uh, Gerangelo Kajinchi. Yeah. Cynthia. Cynthia. So he, listen, he throws left-handed and right-handed better than I ever did. Um, he's an incredible story, but he's hittable. I mean, outside of, you know, him, they don't really have any pitching. And I, I wrote down on my notes, this team, right, they won two years. They won the national title. They were incredible. Yeah. They had, uh, you know, Rowdy. They had um, – Bedner, they you know they had everybody right, and I'm drawing a blank on the catcher. Everybody's gone. There's only a couple guys. I think Forsyth uh, is with them, and then um, Kellen Clark. I think was a freshman at that point. They were kind of the guys who were supposed to take it up and kind of fill in that role as leaders and kind of be the elite guys, right? And they're just not living up to it. Um, uh, what's happened? I, mean, I, this I don't know. Is I, not Mississippi pressure? State pressure. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I. Mississippi State's one of those blue blood, blue blood baseball programs, and yeah. they're just not they they're not good this year. No, and, I mean their bullpen's getting know. hit. They're not hitting the ball. I mean, Ledbetter is their best hitter. I'm not saying he's not good, but if you only have one guy producing, that's going to hurt you. And that's why they're 0 six right now in the SEC, and that's why they're looking at an 11 loss season already. They don't get 11 losses until probably deep in May. Uh, on a typical season, they're they're hovering at 15 and below, and and we've got 11 in April. Um, I'm and, not even and not just the six losses. It's the the Vanderbilt and Kentucky series. They were outscored 90 to 26 in those six it, games. Yeah. I mean, this that you talked about lack of pitching. I mean, they have a lack of everything right now. Yeah, that is not Mississippi State brand baseball. I mean, but. You look at their Saturday start, he's got a 7.89 ERA. That's – I mean, that's like division that's two. That's not going to cut it. In, no, not at all. Play. Uh, I don't even think – I think this is more one of the lopsided series. I don't think we need to dive, you know, as far as we would in the LSU Tennessee in this one. I think it's clean cut. I talked about yeah. laying juice. Um, 175 price on this I think is a bargain, and I'm going to lay that seven out of seven days here. And I would be shocked if Mississippi State even makes one of these games a true game and kind of down to the wire. I think this is a sweep easily. Um, if you could find a series price, you know, one hats off to you because they're they're not hard. You know, they're they're extremely hard to find. But I would take South Carolina in all three games and feel very confident. So I think this is uh, one that you don't even really need to break into. South Carolina Thursday, South Carolina Friday, and South Carolina Saturday. Yep. I'm right there with you. So going in chronological order, I know everybody probably is waiting on us to talk about Tennessee LSU, but we're going to save the best for last. Next up, we've got Stanford. They are traveling to Norman, Oklahoma to take on the Sooners in, I guess it would be an interleague play if you're talking to MLB terms. But uh, what do you think about the Cardinal here? You think they get it done at minus 145 favorite? I do, and, I, and we talked about this off the year. This is a different Oklahoma team than what they had last year. Um, 
and help me with the name. So uh, you lost your top two pitchers, Kate Horton and Bennett, you know, uh, first round, second round draft picks. Kudos to those guys. Incredible showing last year. Incredible season. You lost your leader and your shortstop. And his first name's Peyton. I'm drawing a blank on his last name. Uh, he went first or second round, but you lost him. Um, it, that's hard to recover. I mean, it really is. When you look at what they did, they weren't a powerhouse last year, but they got hot at the right time. And then when you take those players away, it's tough. I mean, they lost eight or nine people in the draft, and that's that'll gut you, you know, whether it's from the pitching side or the offensive side. Stanford didn't really lose that much talent last year. Um, I think they're a little down from last year. Now, I think they have a little more power. I think their offense is a little better. But pitching-wise, they did lose their starter last year to the draft. I think he was the top yeah. ten pick. Um, Alex Williams, Alex, but he, but I think they're still better uh, in all facets of it, and I, and this is a at least for a Friday night, it's a no brainer. Lay the one forty five, they're they're going to at minimum get two out of three in the series. Yeah, I I feel like they they'll probably win at least the first two. Yep. Uh, the only one in question will be the Saturday game, and actually yep. this is a four game series, so it may go three one, but. I like Matt Scott. It's going to go on Friday. You've got Quinn Matthews Thursday, so I think they get both of those. But uh, Stanford not playing, you know, extremely well. They did lose a series to USC, who's not really known as no. as being a baseball school. But they bounced back and they've swept Oregon State and Utah. You know so what's I crazy think- is USC used to they've they've got like seven College World Series, but they're in the fifties and sixties. So I don't know what happened yeah. in that program since. Uh, they went, I feel like, very football heavy. There. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I think we're both in agreement there. Stanford is probably the right side. Probably play them every game if you get minus 145, 155, something in that ballpark. I would not play the <clears throat> parlay, maybe not, uh, because there is that off chance that you could catch a loss in there. That's uh, I would play South Carolina. Um, in a parlay as well as single if you're okay laying the minus 175. But just because Stanford's playing on the road against, in my opinion, a better, you know, Oklahoma's better than Mississippi State, they might steal one. So that might be something you kind of uh, want to stick to a single bet and not let it hurt your bankroll that much. Uh, but overall, I think at least uh, for Thursday, you're going to lay confidently the minus 145. Um, and then we're going to bounce to another game. again. This is a great team against a bad team. Uh, there's not much to gloss over here on the Clemson side. I think they have the same argument, you know, as Mississippi State. They just don't have pitching. They don't have hitting. They're one of the the, the worst home run hitting teams. I think their leader has four or five home runs. Um, pitching, when I was looking at it, I think they have ERAs like in the sevens and eights. <laughs> That's on get it in D1 baseball, especially in ACC. Um, against yeah. Wake Forest, their so. their best pitcher is Caden Grice, who's their Sunday guy, and he is he's a, he's a also the first baseman. <laughs> so you've got a little Caglione. Yeah, you got a yeah you got a poor two way going on. <laughs> you got a poor man. Yeah, Cle- Clemson struggling. They did take one game against South Carolina, which that hurt me because I I had bet South Carolina. But on the other side of it, you've got Wake Forest. You mentioned Clemson doesn't have pitching or hitting. Wake Forest has a lot of both. And they arguably have three guys pitching in that rotation that would be day one guys for 90% of college baseball teams out there. 
Absolutely. Uh, starting off Thursday with Rhett Louder. He is 5-0 and as a starter, 1-4-2 ER. I, Clemson doesn't stand a chance. The books have finally started to adjust Wake Forest. I think the last two weekends I've, I've been able to get Wake at like a minus 165, 175 price where I thought it should be well into the minus 200s. I agree. Uh, they're at 195 right now, and I laid it already at DraftKings. And, uh, yeah, I just – I don't see Clemson. I can't make a case for them, especially taking game one or two. Maybe Saturday with Caden Grice on the mound, he he is decent. But I think I think Wake Forest is getting another sweep. I think one another pitcher that's not on this list, obviously, um, these will be posted to the Twitter uh, for everybody to view and look back on is uh, Alaska's pitching lights out as well. Um, so him and Josh Hardy could throw Sunday and be fine. Um, I think Hardy has a little more innings in him. Uh, than Melasco, but either are a stud. And then you look at their offensive, you know, you've got Louder, Sullivan, and Hardy on the mound, but then on the offensive side, you got Kurtz, Sasir, Wilkin, um, and, I, and I'm drawing a blank, they're DH. I mean, they all have 10-plus home runs. Wilkins has 14. He's top five in the league. There's a reason they take the uh, the W and turn it into an R because they just rake. And, and it's fun to say, but it's, it's accurate. And that, I think that's what's even more crazy is they have such an elite uh, – defensive pitching ability to where they shut you down, but then they're going to torch you as soon as they come to the plate. And they, and believe it or not, they've played a couple games where they have actually had some duds on the mound, some midweek games. Like you look at coastal, right? They lost 11 yep. to 10, but they were composed in that game. Uh, so I, even though they win a lot, they're not a team where if they start losing in a game where they shut down, they're going to come after your throat. So you better be ready and you better keep hitting and keep throwing strikes because they're going to battle back with that offensive power. Uh, and there's a couple teams like that that we'll touch, you know, this week, whether it's LSU, Tennessee, Florida, Wake Forest, and some others. Uh, but they're definitely a powerhouse. And when, when I brought you on my uh, notebook wagering show, we talked about getting Wake Forest as a future for the College World Series. If you didn't book it yet, get it in tonight, because after the series, they're probably going to drop again, in my opinion, because yeah. it's going to be sweet. So that's a team that I've already laid, and, I, and then Florida – at, at 13 to one when they, when it becomes May and June, they're going to be six to one, seven to one, maybe. So you're going to lose yeah. some value because they're, they're so good. <clears throat> All right. Next up, we've got number 10, Tennessee traveling to Baton Rouge to take on the number one LSU Tigers who are coming off a two, one series win against my Razorbacks. Can't believe we won Friday night. That was the one I had that we would yep. lose. But, you know, to no fault of Paul Skeens, the Hogs got it done in extra innings. But this pitching matchup, you have Chase Dolander, who is my 1B, to Paul Skeens, who is 1A as, the, as far as the top two pitchers in the country. I would agree. Who do you like in this one? You know, one interesting thing before – I think it's weird that LSU is not actually using Paul Skeens as a two-way player because if you remember last year, Air Force, he's an incredible hitter. You see Florida doing it with Cags. Um, I think that actually hurts the team. I guess they're trying to say you're going to get a better Skeens on the mound if he doesn't have to focus on hitting. But he's so elite. I think you could double down on that and be okay. I, I look at the numbers here, um, and I look at the lineup that LSU has, and then I look at Chase Dollander. Chase Burns, 
and Drew Beam as a whole. And other than Dollander, now Dollar, they're kind of fly ball pitchers, right? And I actually think that bodes uh, to be a negative against such a powerful LSU team. I mean, you look at their hitters, right? You got Dylan Cruz can hit the bomb. Tommy White, you know, Tommy Tanks, that's what he does. Uh, Dugas, Jared Jones, Trey Morgan, those guys hit, right? And I think if you're yeah. a fly ball pitcher, that's not going to bode well when you're playing LSU. You've got to get those guys in the ground balls because they're going to capitalize with their power they have. And then Trey Morgan can steal bases uh, if he's hitting liners and things like that. So I, I actually think this Tennessee team's a little down this year because I think Dollander's he's hittable. Last year, he was unhittable. But I think people are catching up to the 98, 99-mile-an-hour fastball that he can show. It's it's easier now. On the jugs machine, they're probably hitting those. So I don't think he's as deadly as he was last year. Still elite. Not taking that from him. Give me LSU on Friday night. I'm going to take Paul Skeens over what I think is a better version. Uh, this year, you said 1A, 1B. I think Dallander is actually a little worse than he was last year. I'm going to lay LSU. Uh, I think Tennessee is definitely going to get a win. I don't think this is a sweep or two too tough team, but I, I'm going to take Skeens on Friday night. Yep, I'm with you there. I, I already laid the 155. However, I did say last weekend I thought this line would be more like LSU minus 140, 145. So it's a little higher than what I wanted to pay, but at the end of the day, after what I saw with LSU's offense against Arkansas, who has pretty solid pitching, not great, but, you know, they're they're serviceable. Yeah. LSU is a, is a different monster. And if this team stays healthy, I don't want to say it like it was Tennessee and then Arkansas the year before, but, I mean, they're going to be the best team in the country at the end of the season. Now, you know, depending on their regional and super regional, you know, crazy things can happen. Sure. But you're going to see a repeat of what, what Arkansas did in 22 and or 21 and then what Tennessee did in 22. I agree. Now, granted, both of them didn't get past the Super Regionals, so. <laughs> it's kind of a jinx. You almost don't want to yeah. be the top team. Uh, exactly. Dave Van Horn said that. He said, I don't I don't care about rankings. I, I know I don't want to be the number one team. It's too much pressure. Absolutely. So uh, One other point to that. If you look at who they've played, Tennessee's lost to a power-hitting team in Boston College, uh, and that's kind of what LSU is going to show. Uh, so that's a little concerning. Now, I, I know that was a midweek game. Boston College came out with their best. Uh, Tennessee didn't throw their their quote unquote Friday night starter, um, but they also got swept to Missouri. Now Missouri is definitely better than they were uh, the last couple of years. So, so props to them. But to get swept as Tennessee, that just again speaks to me. Those three pitchers uh, all pitched in those in that series and they all lost. Um, I, I, I again, I I don't think Tennessee's. I think they're coming back down to earth. Uh, I think they're good, but I think they lose two of the three. But at Friday night. Now, I do think that they could actually steal uh, probably their – I think Chase Burns can get the win over Ty Floyd. Uh, but when I look at Drew yeah. Bean and Thatcher Hurd, I mean, Thatcher Hurd just seems to me like he's going to be the next Paul Skeens. The kid is incredible. I watched him pitch a gem against Texas, who we see Texas is on the rise. Um, so I'm, I'm laying Thursday night. I'm laying with uh, LSU. And I'm going to lay him definitely on uh, Saturday as well. Which, speaking of Texas, they I had them yesterday in the midweek. Did you see that they trotted out uh, Lucas Gordon to close out that game? He threw like 55 pitches. I did. It's a little risky when you've got Oklahoma State on Friday. Well, my question is, 
are they going to essentially, because they did that, which was weird to begin with, are they going to push him back <clears throat> to the Saturday start to kind of give him that extra rest and just say, hey, look, we're going to throw our number two guy Friday. If we lose, we lose, but we're trying to get a series win. I don't know. Yeah. That'll be interesting to see if he comes out Friday after throwing essentially 50-plus pitches uh, or if they push him back because I think that could definitely bode well for Okie State, at least on a Friday line. Yep. So best bets recap. I'm on Wake Forest, minus 195. I'm on LSU, minus 155. Stanford, minus 145. And South Carolina, minus 175. All those odds are on DraftKings as of about 30 minutes ago. So hop on and grab them if you want to follow. What about you? Uh, I think this is probably one of the first and only weeks we're going to be exactly the same. I just think for this four – four game card it's it's pretty lopsided so i'm i'm exact with you wake forest minus 195 lsu minus 155 stanford minus 145 south carolina minus 175 and i would even take it one step further i'd probably lay a half unit on in that entire parlay because it's probably one of the most confident that i've felt in a while uh and one of the most lopsided so i think you play all four individually and then you roll all four into a parlay and hopefully you catch a couple extra bucks and how sweet would it be going seven and zero during the week and starting Friday off with all those units up? That's what we're shooting for, and we hope that uh, that we can get back over here tomorrow and give you some Friday games and breakdowns. Also, I mean, we've got you know, like we said, Texas, Oklahoma State, uh, Florida State, Miami, Alabama's going to Arkansas, which Bama kind of fell off. Uh, there's there's still some good matchups on Friday, too. So you guys come back and join us. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at CBSB Insiders and Q Millie with the three L's and two yep. Y's, right? Yep. And then and then my Twitter is Grissom Tweets. You got anything else? All these will be posted not only for the show, but they'll be posted uh... – on the insiders Twitter as well as my personal. And I know you'll post them. So uh, if you don't have time to kind of re revert back to the podcast, go to our Twitters, hit us a follow, uh, hit us a retweet, uh, give us a shout out, let us know what you think. And then uh, our plays will always be on there for you to kind of revert back to. Um, and then Matt does a great job. He's going to post the, uh, he has this, this awesome sheet. It's got your projected starters with some few stats, your, your most uh, impactful hitters and hopefully, we're not going to go 100%. We're not going to try that, but we're going to try to win you money. I mean, that's the goal, right? A dollar a day yep. more is a winning day, and that's all we care about. So uh, between growing the game and growing the wallet, I got nothing else. Sounds good. Cheers, y'all. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you.